the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And we'll call him Emmanuel.
is Mary's baby boy. Mary was the first one to carry the gospel when the angels brought the news of that precious little boy. Mary was the first one to carry the gospel and that news brought joy, sweet joy. Hosanna to the highest and to Christ his only Son. God's glory wrapped in swaddling clothes, the meek and lowly one. This baby boy would change the heart of all who can believe. What the prophet told has come to pass, a virgin has conceived. Mary was the first one to carry the gospel when the angels brought the news of that precious little boy. Mary was the first one to carry the gospel and that news brought joy, sweet joy. Mary was the first one to carry the gospel when the angels brought the news of that precious little boy. Mary was the first one to carry the gospel and that news brought joy, sweet joy. And that news brought joy, sweet joy. And that news brought joy, sweet joy. that amazing birth would be foretold by the prophet Isaiah 400 years before the birth of Christ in Bethlehem Isaiah wrote about the long-awaited Messiah Israel's hope listen to his promise the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death a light has dawned you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. Whereas in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, 
And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And so today and all the days leading up to Christmas, we light the first candle, the candle of prophecy that reminds us that Israel long awaited their Messiah, and that Messiah came 400 years later after Isaiah's prophecy as a little babe in Bethlehem. And today we long for the coming of Christ, not as a baby, but as the King of glory. Would you stand together? Let's sing together while we are waiting. Come.
what the prophet Micah would call the least among the clans of Judah. South of Jerusalem, west of the salt sea. Heads of wheat bowed to the blaze of harvest. Grapes glistened in the afternoon sun. Sheep stumbled along the stony high grounds. Here Jacob would gain a son and bury his beloved Rachel. Ruth would find refuge in the barley fields. Samuel would find a king among the shepherds. Shepherds would find a king among the sheep. Soon the tramp of soldiers' feet would fill the silence. Mothers would mourn the lost sons of Bethlehem. The holiness of one night in the little town would be stolen by the sword. But all was not lost. One would survive. Like Ruth, he would wander without a home. Like Boaz, he would provide bread to those in need. Like David, he would come from a humble beginning. Like the children who were lost, he would be pierced by a sword. And through the innocence of his death, this son of Bethlehem would become our peace. The prophet Micah speaks his words concerning the coming of Christ in chapter 5, beginning at verse 2. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor gives birth, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. And so on this, the second Sunday of Advent, and on each day until Christmas, we would light the peace candle. May we each choose to let the peace of Christ rule richly in our hearts, for indeed he is our peace. As you remain seated, join together in singing the carol, Philip Brooks, A Little Town of Bethlehem.
He's not known in the city streets. There's nothing about his face or appearance that would draw others to him. He lives as one without a home, migrating from hill to hill. He is as weathered and hard as the stony hills of Judea on which he tends his flock. His sheep know him. They recognize his face, follow his voice, respond to his touch. In the morning, he leads them out to green pastures. In the heat of the day, he rests them beside still waters. In the evening, he counts them, calling each one by name, attending to their wounds with oil and comfort. At night, he lies down in the mouth of the sheepfold, his body becoming the door, the only source of protection against the elements and enemies outside. His eyes are keen, able to scan the horizon by day and penetrate the darkness by night. His ears are sharp, alert to the sound of danger and the individual cry of a wandering sheep. His shoulders are strong, bearing the burden of the young and the weak who can no longer bear the journey. It is to him the angels come. It is to him the message is given, and he responds. Through the little town that knows not his name, from house to house he moves, bearing the burden of love, willing to share it with those who will listen. A Savior has been born, a shepherd who will give his life for his sheep, a lamb who will give his life for the shepherds. For the child of the stable is the shepherd of love. Dr. Luke records in his gospel the telling of the birth of Christ in Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And so, on the third Sunday of Advent, December the 14th, we will light the third candle, remembering the message of love that was announced to the lowliest of citizens in that day, to the shepherds. The message that a Savior had been born in Bethlehem.
and we are filled with joy.
A sign for what? Maybe a sign that Jesus is accessible to everyone. A sign that the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills can relate to a homeless person. Because Jesus never had a home. Never had a place to rest his head. Maybe it was a sign that God would have nothing to do with the social status of mankind. A sign that he detests the splendor of humans. It's not worthy of him. But it was a sign for us that we should follow suit. In fact, the Apostle Paul later on would write, we should have the same attitude as Christ Jesus. Although he was the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but that he made himself nothing, becoming a servant, being made in human likeness. A servant. You see, being a servant is, is messy. And Jesus set this incredible example for us. I mean, he got down on his knees and he washed feet. The God of the universe. The God who deserves the best of everything. God on his knees. He's the God who came to the world and was laid in a manger, a feed trough of all places. Why such a messy place? Because he was following a messy plan. So needless to say, that very first Christmas was dirty. It was grimy. It was, it was filthy. <laughs> but thank God it was. Because without it, what a mess we is. Truly it's amazing when you think about God's plan in sending his son to be our Savior. John, the Gospel writer, was a bit at loss for words, but yet inspired by the Spirit. He talked about it in this way, in the opening words of his telling of the birth of Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, Children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father, 
full of grace and truth. And so on Christmas Eve and all day Christmas Day, we will light the central candle and bring our Advent wreath to full blaze, dispelling the darkness and remembering the birth of Christ, the Son of God, who humbled himself and came into this messy, messy world to redeem us and grant us the gift of eternal life.